Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Kashif Booth Podcast. If you're new here, each week I sit down with a guest and we discuss their careers so far, the highs, the lows and what's next for them. Today's guest is Olu Adeze. She is an actress, personal trainer, all around dope creative who's also a writer as well i should drop that in as well welcome to the show olu hi Hi, (laughs) (laughs) it is good to finally have you on the show listen okay yeah we listen this will be a good conversation guys i'm i'm preempting okay i'm preempting yes that this will be a good conversation so how are you how are you doing i'm well good uh life is lifing Mm -hmm. um but I'm happy to be here and yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm in a really like interesting crossroads place mm-hmm. at the moment. So mm-hmm. I'm very pensive about that, but in a good way. I feel the same way too. Like yeah. I'm in that mood as well. Like, listen, I was tweeting up a storm the other day because I'm like, I'm done with production. Like, oh. Yes, 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 yes. Because listen, I don't want my responsibility. And I just said this in my previous <laughs> interview. I don't want my responsibility of being a producer to make sure that people's dietary requirements are met or that um, there's enough parking for you or like, you know, it's not that it's just like so much of production is that. Yeah. And you have to incorporate that on yeah. top of trying to budget and be a creative. And so I didn't get into the industry to be doing logistics. Do you it's get like what I'm saying? A blurring of lines there. Yeah. Which then also makes you very mm-hmm. tired, which then takes the joy out, which then probably robs you of some of the energy mm-hmm. you need for like very specific duties, like mm-hmm. you're saying. Production exactly. wise. So. Exactly. And so I just need to step away. It's it's my heart's not in that. My heart's not in that to make sure that people have teas and coffee and then, you know, okay, make sure people have their old milk. Like I don't care. Like because these are the extra things that you have to do. And maybe I'm too self involved. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't be that's not my main focus is in other people's needs. I'm not a father. I don't have kids. Exactly. Do you get what I'm saying? <laughs> so and you fade your Jews mm-hmm. and I feel like that sounds like something that the person's assistant should do or there should be like somebody really specific. But it's like when you're that. like at the top as a producer, you have to think about that for someone else to make sure they think about that and it trickles down and you've got to make sure they're on top of it so you don't have to worry about it and stuff like that. So I understand what you're where you're just like in that space of where you want to move yeah. on. So but I was thinking we've known each other for almost four years. Yes, but it doesn't feel like It feels like longer. Yeah, but you said you heard of me before. I had heard of you from way before. (laughs) I had seen your name. You were like one of the only black creatives that Mm -hmm. I knew that was doing the thing. You say this and I'm just like... Years ago. Uh I was like... I mean, I I need to actually check my email to see if mm-hmm. I wrote to you because mm-hmm. I would have probably written in a really embarrassing message. <laughs> I need to but I was actually because... really scared to uh-huh. like approach you. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't know if I ever told you this. You did. And but I was like <laughs> shook. I was like, nah, I can't talk to him. Won't talk to me. <laughs> I can't believe this. Because <laughs> <laughs> I remember when we connected and then when I thought about it, I'm like, we've been in the same space before because... I knew a Screen Nation Awards yeah. and I had worked it. I worked Screen Nation Awards as, um, okay. as um, the person. I don't even want to. You know what? That's the story for another time <laughs> because I don't want to say this on the public platform. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. But basically, yeah. I worked as one of the staff on the Screen Nation Awards back in 2014. Okay. So, yeah. And 
so I knew Oscar Nation Awards, but then I didn't know they had a web awards. Awards. And so the actress who I was working with closely at the time on my web series, uh, Nate and Jamie, she was like, they've got this award show. What are you doing? Let's all go network, promote the show, stuff like that. So I was like, oh, this is a good idea. So I went to the Digital Screen Nation Is Media Awards. That's the one. Yeah, and in 2016, and I think you won. Didn't you win, like, Best Actress? So. I was like, wow. I remember your face because you were just so shocked. But we didn't know each other, nor did we even speak. I just remember being in there. It's only like years later where it clicked out. Wait a minute, didn't you win this? Wild. (laughs) And then, funny enough, I won the following year. The following year. Well, it wasn't... Was it 20... 18, 18 not but 17 but they didn't have it they didn't have one in 2017 yeah but I, that was the following one yeah so yeah so that and it was just i don't know it just came to me like wait a minute i swear we've been in the same room before but we just didn't speak also at the time i was mm-hmm. really like i mean i was there mm-hmm. but there was so much i didn't know and i knew of people yeah you know mm-hmm. and i think i was also like really conscious that I didn't have the right language. I was mm-hmm. conscious of like saying the wrong things yeah. and embarrassing myself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah, I was just like, because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just remember thinking, okay, I know that I could get this. Yeah. And then oh my I God, easily. And then in a way you just kind of, and sometimes as a black creative, you kind of set goals in your head as to, mm. okay, if I win this, then that's going to happen. And so I was like, okay, I could see myself winning this. Yeah. And then I, did so it's like manifesting that but then when i did win that award it didn't do anything for it, my career it didn't like, for no not not as in like that's a bad thing but it's like the screen nation awards are essentially the black bafters yeah so it's great to have that but without the the support and the backing from you know bfi top industry then know, it sort people, of like it kind of stops stalled. there basically yeah it kind of stalls because it's great to get recognized yeah. but you want obviously your career to go to another direction. Yeah. So, so, yeah, so how did you get started as an actress? Ooh. <laughs> um, I, I had always wanted to be creative, but I didn't know that it was something that you could do. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I was in college, I wanted to study like, I think it was something called media. And then I went to go and ask my dad because I just heard a little bit about it. But I was just like, yeah, sounds like something. Mm-hmm. I'm originally Nigerian. So you're either a doctor, a lawyer or an engineer. Mm-hmm. And so even like watching the TV, I rem- I thought that, you know, like when you look outside and there's the sun or there are trees. I thought that like the TV was just a fixture of the earth like that, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I then... Um, wasn't allowed to because my dad gave me the you would die if you do that look and um, when I was at uni a friend of mine came up to me and said you are literally like the quirkiest black person I know because I used to have like green hair pink hair I'd I'd have like a fringe that was half short Mm -hmm. and she had a student magazine that she was doing for her graduate um, her graduate project so she was like, can you come and model for it? Because I don't know anybody else who will. Everyone around me is a Christian. They're really conservative and they probably won't do it. I was mm-hmm, like, yeah, sure, I'll mm-hmm. do it. Anyway, via that, and also at the time, I was volunteering in this school for excluded students and they had like drama workshops. So I then kind of stumbled into fashion because I posted those pictures on Facebook and everyone was like, Ooh, oh, I know somebody who does this. And, da, da, da. <laughs> and I started looking at that. And then eventually <laughs> I got this 
and you know you did things that like at a church i'm not christian anymore respectfully obviously mm-hmm, yeah, it was mm-hmm. just spiritual but um i got this job on this facebook <laughs> group and i didn't know that the guy who was the the writer and director was he had a lot of controversy around him in the 60s let's say okay <laughs> and i didn't know that cuz okay. so, cuz you know mm-hmm. i think it was an age thing and it's a culture thing so this film comes up and it's a short and we had to sing for it and stuff like that and i was just really shocked to be getting paid for this stuff i felt like mm-hmm. i was scamming someone he took us to the like langley hotel at reading street and he was like oh anything you'd like and mm-hmm. i was like do we have to pay for this <laughs> <laughs> uh, exactly yeah and that was basically like mm-hmm. the first like feel like that was the first proper thing i did mm-hmm. yeah and there was like oh my gosh there was a there was a screening at the prince charles theater in Leicester Square and he was just like I want everybody to come wearing like some form of like the British flag on their outfits somewhere uh, you can get it made it was really bizarre but yeah <laughs> I knew some people in fashion so I did get those shorts made mm-hmm. and I paid the designer for it so there you go I love that I've never asked you how you fell into acting and got into that and that just kind of obviously well you've, you're you a creative person so that's why you just yeah. Somebody like like what your friend said, someone like you, and I always encourage other people and young people who I see, I'm like, you need to get into drama, you need to get into something yeah. because all this energy needs to go into it needs something. To go into something. You can't be in an office. You I can't, can't be, because I tried it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I wanted to hit my head against Yeah, the wall. yeah, exactly. Yeah. You you're not gonna stay in a job for like five years. No. no. You're gonna have to be moving and keep going. So that's yeah. amazing to hear that. Because I feel like when I think about you, you're just an overall creative. You know everybody as well. <laughs> you're in these streets just here day <laughs> but you know what it is though mm-hmm. like i'm really like i know it sounds really corny but i like it's almost bursting out like i'm i love everything creative like i love being in creative spaces i get really mm-hmm. inspired i feel like it's like a language that i speak it's a space that i feel comfortable it's a space that like i discover so and and everything is like a form of story telling whether it's yes. like fashion like you know i was in fashion quite heavily at one point and it was like yeah okay there's a runway and there's this and there's that but i was really curious about oh it's interesting how like the hair uh they've chosen yeah. like these specific styles to go yeah. with this and then the music you know and then the lighting and like it's all of that the tells a story design. the set design yeah, everything. so all of that tells a story and i love mm-hmm. stories whatever form they come in so like creatively speaking every single creative space i'm there to soak it up but there they are all creative spaces also give me hope because it's not easy to be a creative in these streets if mm-hmm. your father is not richard branson <laughs> if you're listening adopt me uh well he did give his son a production company but anyway right so <laughs> <laughs> we talk about that listen i mean because that's a great thing that's one of the reasons why i wanted you on the show as well because we have such like in-depth conversations yeah. and we have to be very sensitive today because yeah. we're not trying to get blackboard but <laughs> but it's like you know you're as i said you're such an amazing creative and that's how we was able to connect well we yeah. met at um american black film festival, film festival but in the london version of it yeah and you know and it was great just to can, when you connect with somebody 
at an event, you okay, you follow them on socials and you probably may or may not yeah. connect or work together again after. Or it might be years down yes. the line. Or they might hop in your DMs for advice or if you've got recommendations for ABC. Or you'll see them at another thing and it's like, oh, hi, we should yeah. catch up. And then it never happens, but you're there. Exactly. Yeah. So it's great to have actually met someone like you and actually, okay, we go to events, we network, we're able to catch up and share our frustrations with this industry. Yeah. Because even if... I'm on this side of it behind the scenes and you're in front of the camera yourself, we can understand the struggle, especially being in London. Yeah. You know, because, boy, okay. The cost of living is cost of living. <laughs> I'm like, listen, after this week, I'm like, uh, where's my flight outfit? Because, <laughs> like, <laughs> ah, because it's like, because I've just done 10 months in advertising and mm-hmm. I'm done. Like, literally, I've finished with that. And it's like, when you say finish, sorry, do you mean like absolutely won't do it again? Absolutely will not do it again. No. Really? No, 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 no. I will not do it again. Because I think for me, it's just like what I was saying about production. Yeah. And that's what I was doing. I was working as a production manager. And it's my heart's not in that. Okay. And the thing is, it's like I had a, I don't want to share this on, I'll probably do a different episode based on this by myself. Yeah. But it was like, there was an incident where me and the first AD clashed on um, a commercial I was working on. And she was the one, the co- I was the cause of it because I made a mistake, mm-hmm. which could have caused like a big thing. But mm-hmm. it was fine. But instead of the first AD coming to me and saying, okay, how can we rectify the situation? Blah, blah, blah. She started to shout and chastise me in front of the whole crew. And so Stop. I basically walked away from the situation because I was like, you know, I'm not Stop. dealing with that. Then later on, she decided to come and apologize, but make it herself the victim in it. And I didn't accept her oh, apology. No, that's I, not. And so long story short, my... Um, my boss at the advertising agency I was working at, um, he essentially was like, well, you know, you tend to have an issue when people talk to you a certain type of way. So he's basically saying to me that I should accept anything. anything. And my issue with him saying that, and this is one of the reasons why I left, is because that's the problem. It's an old, old boys white club. Yeah. And you feel like everyone should just accept any how, condition, any condition. But then this is the reason why the Me Too movement exists because you're making women be silent after men were groping them up, raping them, dragging them. Even the same thing happened with Brendan Fraser, the um, the actor who just won his Oscar. Wow. Same thing 20 years ago where he was grabbed up by some... Well, I don't know. what I can't remember in details what happened, but he was sexually harassed by a man. Do you get what I'm saying? He was a part of the Hollywood Foreign Association, allegedly. You know? So, do you get what I'm saying? So, this is the problem with the industry. And so, it's like, for you as an actor, how is it for you? Because Especially as a woman in this industry, how is it for you? I feel like um, you have to really, um, there's a lot of work that you have to do that I'm, I guess I'm realizing, I don't want to say late, but I'm certainly realizing like way after. Mm-hmm. And it it's so cliche to say it, but um, creativity is personal then the circumstance for want of a better word Mm -hmm. and the circumstances in which you find yourself are also deeply personal right those relationships they have to be 
uh, healthy and grounded and all of those things so that you can function creatively and so that the, the operation can function creatively. And I feel like if you, um, for, for whatever reason, are coming from specific spaces, whether it's like you don't feel confident enough to, uh, because of your personality, you mm -hmm. might be shy, you might be mm -hmm. introverted, um, you may not even to get really deep and personal. Yeah. Maybe you don't have a sense of like what boundaries are or mm -hmm. what healthy boundaries are. And so you can wind up being taken advantage of. Ah, oh, I was taken advantage of for so many years, but mm -hmm. I didn't know. I was really naive. I was just mm -hmm. really happy to be there. Yeah. And when people said something, I think there's always this fear because it is a, like, I think power is a currency in the creative industry yeah and so i feel like there's always this fear that if you like talk back or do this or say something or you'll get blackballed or yeah. like you know you you'll get seen as somebody with an attitude and when you're a black woman it's like that whole like mm -hmm. angry black woman thing or people victimizing themselves when you call them 100%. out so yeah there there is a lot of that <sighs> there's this story i want to tell but <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna like lightly touch on it okay I used to do a lot, I used to help somebody a lot, like mm -hmm. years and years and years ago on some of the first things that they did. And um, <laughs> man, the way this person spoke to and about me was mm -hmm. wild. Um, but I don't think, I, well, I definitely know I wasn't as confident at the time. And um, I remember then there were a lot of things that, they said and did and it got it got to a head it got really bad yeah anyway parted ways didn't say anything after some exchanges on, on by message and then a couple of years ago which was like way way after bump into them at a party and see them in the distance don't say anything i'm indifferent speaking to somebody else and they're like oh we've got this project that we want to do um do you want to be part of it? Oh, I think you're really cool, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Anyway, this person walks over and they're like, oh, like, Ollie's really cool. Like, we should have her on the project. This person turned around and said, I don't want to have anything to do with this thing. Oh. Call me a thing. I was like, wow, that's, that's, that's cool. That's rather peak. That is so disrespectful. <clears throat> well, let me just say that I saw this person mm -hmm. within the last week and it was a really interesting interaction. Mm -hmm. And I also think that the, so I think they were might have been surprised about me being in the space that I was. Mm -hmm. Um and I think that's another thing as well, isn't there? I think there's a lot of ego, there's a lot of like but it's 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 the thing is it's non linear. So when you treat somebody somehow mm -hmm. you don't know where they're gonna be in exactly. a couple of exactly you know. But mm -hmm. yeah, my experience has definitely been that mm -hmm. and I think it has definitely been a lot of bad experiences, unfortunately, and being spoken to in very particular ways mm -hmm. um, that have made me uh, now realize I look back and I go, damn, like I really did accept a lot of crap. <laughs> and you learn from it. You, you learn do. from it because the, like we're saying, the culture of this industry is yeah. very much, you got to take it. You got to accept it. This is how it is. It's never going to change, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And for me, it's like once I found my voice in the industry, I was yeah. like, well... I don't care. Like, what are they going to do? What are they actually yeah. going to do? Yeah. You're going to try and, oh, they people say, well, they can blackball you. They can do that. They can, there's your truth, 
my truth and then the actual truth. Yeah. So it's like... I love that. So it's like, I can't feel afraid or if when I was in Sainsbury's and the manager was talking out the side of his neck and I didn't let him I'm get away with it, why am I going to let you get away with it? Because <laughs> you're a producer or you're the director or whatever. We can all be respectful to each yes. other. Do you get what I'm saying? So like, I don't... That would be nice. Yeah, like so... Wouldn't it help everything? Exactly. The synergy? I don't... I don't understand. So... <laughs> So essentially, so you like to downplay your your success, and I don't know why you're always hyping everybody else. But you know, Ollie has been in Top Boy. She has been on Emmerdale. Look, and that's probably just only the credits I know. Okay, there's loads more she likes to keep under the rug. So how is it for you to be in those spaces? You know, working. You know, what's the audition process like? Like, what is it like? Oof. Um, it's obviously changed a lot recently. Like mm-hmm. there's, there was that whole thing. It's kind of more in the States, mm-hmm. but there comes this conversation here about like self tapes and, you know, actors worrying um, about uh, casting directors watching them and mm. casting directors saying they do. And, you know, cause you could see a lot more people um, in the past. Like it depends. Like initially I think I went in with, Oh my God, I got to get this right. And that's definitely not the place to, to be because yeah, you're, distracted by somebody else as opposed to being immersed in like the character and um getting into the bones of it um now self-tapes they come (laughs) and you've got some quick turnarounds Mm -hmm. and listen i've got adhd yeah so getting lines into my head and my body i i sometimes like struggle with it not when i say struggle i mean that there are a million things going through my head at the same time and I want to do everything at the same time and I need to do everything at the same time. So I really have to sit down and I've got like um, ADHD impulsive as well. So I want to get up and move. I want to do this. I want to do that. And I have to like really force myself to sit still and focus. But then put that aside. It's impractical sometimes. um, And it is what it is. I'm not, I I don't have any solution for it. Life is lifing. People Mm -hmm. are doing things. And Mm -hmm. so you could literally get something and then you're at work and you might be doing like, a 12 hour and then you come back and you're exhausted and you're trying to open your eyes to do this thing and then my other issue has been finding people to read mm-hmm. it, there used to be somebody that, that helped me that would come over bless his heart I love him so much he booked me some great jobs mm-hmm. with his help and it was just but also you have to find somebody to read who is um, who doesn't make you feel some type of way if you like mess up a line mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, who is giving energy and is not just reading I am going to the market <laughs> and that's really important ah mm-hmm. because it sometimes will make a difference between whether mm-hmm. you book the job or not mm-hmm. and they they also don't make you feel bad for taking it like I do not like feeling like a burden mm-hmm. I, I will not do it I if agree. you're just like mm, yeah I'm like it's okay mm-hmm. it's all right or I know that the tape is going to be a bad tape, mm-hmm. unfortunately, because I just know that you, after like five minutes, you want to leave. And I'm just like, uh, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, and cause I'm the opposite. Like if, if, listen, if an accent needs two hours, I'll give you two hours. Just make sure that you're comfortable, get your best tape out because mm-hmm. when it's not a nine to five. So <laughs> do your best tape. Um, but anyway, the process for me is you receive things, quick turnaround, get it into your head. It is fun. It does teach you to like, mm-hmm. you know, engage with material quicker um, and make strong decisions. Um, but I'll, I'll be real. My biggest issue is like finding readers. <laughs> yeah. But when you do book a show like Emmerdale and Top Boy oh, and stuff like... Oh, working in those spaces. Yeah, like how is it working? In, oh like, my when gosh. You... Um, it is almost 
I don't want to say anticlimactic, mm. but you build up this like I in the past built up this like huge thing in my head and like I'm like oh my god I remember there was a time that I was on a set right and it wasn't my it was they weren't my lines but there was this um actor that just literally like for like eight takes kept on like fobbing the lines and fobbing the lines and fobbing the lines. and I know that obviously you have to the director has to um, still manage that anyway mm -hmm. but I was really surprised at how much dialogue there was and how much understanding there was because I imagine it to be like I mean I'm sure there are there are spaces like this but this like strict oh, everyone's gonna have uh -huh. a go at you da, 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 in every moment and I'm sure that that's happening in pockets uh -huh. but I think I looked around and I was like oh okay oh and then I wonder if sometimes it's to do with like imposter syndrome and kind of like with imposter syndrome you feel like everything is like so big so there's this like sense of tension and you just think oh my god i'm gonna be in this space but then you get there and you're like oh okay i remember the first time i i, I got a trailer and i was like yes no way <laughs> what i get a trailer and then people were like do you want to come i felt really bad mm -hmm. as well mm -hmm. someone was like oh would you like this can i and i'm like no it's actually okay like i'm just here to like do my job and go mm -hmm. like read the lines and stuff like that but it is fun it's really nice being there it's nice when you connect with people um yeah, it's been it's been brilliant. Yeah, yeah, it's really and good. And don't try to be humble. You were Deshane's lawyer in the most recent season of <laughs> Not Top Boy. Deshane's a lawyer. <laughs> What's it like for you? Like, because you're completely different to what I think a lawyer is. Yeah. So how was it for you to like tap into a lawyer? You know. Well, do you know what the funny thing? Yeah, I, I looked at that and I was like, that my my mother will be proud because you know, <laughs> they want you to be. I was like, that's the closest I'm gonna be to being a lawyer. <laughs> but. Um, but one thing that nobody knows is that I studied commercial law at university. Oh, okay. Yeah. So there is that part. Um, but you don't want to like fall into cliches. But it was mm -hmm. just fun because it's also like what I imagine I would do had I pursued law. Yeah. <laughs> And if you were weren't a creative and you were playing Jane, but you're not a playing Jane, uh, mm -mm. that's okay. <laughs> mm -mm. Mm -mm. But you know, speaking of cliches, uh, what you said about you know being like a a lawyer, because yeah. when you look at a lot of um, TV dramas, especially British TV dramas, I think they are leaning to casting a lot of black people to be yeah. lawyers. And then I saw a thread on um, Twitter the other day where they were talking about how black women are becoming the therapists a lot in a lot of shows yeah. now. and they uh, arguably some people were saying that that is now the new mammy kind yeah. of thing like yeah. still mothering Interesting. all these kind of like yeah. white characters now i never thought of it like that because i'm like okay great a black therapist mm. now the black therapist in insecure was great yeah but in terms of like these other shows with a prominent predominantly white cast yeah it's um it's something else to think about because are we babying are we that comfort are black women specifically not me because I'm a black man, but yeah. are they filling that role? What do you think about that kind of discussion? I yeah, that's really interesting. I think sometimes, and I think because of let's be real, the history of all of this, right? I sometimes do wonder about um, casting decisions. Mm -hmm. I'd love to be a fly on the wall yes. in, in so many rooms mm -hmm. um, because I remember a conversation that somebody had where they were like, "Oh, you know, because." Um, 
you were you were to play like the the bad person all the time now it's gone like extreme like instead of criminal now lawyer so it just goes adjacent <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Or, or is it no do you know what i mean no in between yeah, like yeah, there's yeah. no like two uh-huh. three you know yeah, multi-dimensional yeah. um character and i feel like i feel like um as my stomach rumbling there i feel like with the, yeah with the with the with the with, there are certain roles where you go don't really want to be psychic mm-hmm. sidekick sorry don't really want to take care of i saw this this um and because it does affect public interaction so much mm. it, it influences it i was listening to this like there was this tiktok thing that this white lady did and she said that she was in a class and she was really annoyed at the fact that there was a black um um a woman who was like really excelling and she was really surprised at that and she had to question that and i won't say it as well as she did but she essentially said it's because she's used to consuming content where a black woman is always a helper and it's always somebody that helps white white women like realize Mm -hmm. something and then kind of like disappears into the background and it kind of becomes like a how dare you Mm -hmm. um so yeah i think that those things sit in people's subconscious, like it sits in the general subconscious, whether we like it or not. Mm-hmm. And it sits in the subconscious of people who are casting and people who are producing. And I think that that's definitely a question to ask. Like when you're creating a role, whether it's like this kind of, what's it? It's like a, when people say, I'm a glorified something. You know, my friend will joke like, oh, I'm just the glorified cleaner in this place. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. everybody will be like, yes, oh my God, you're so amazing. But what I'm doing is like clearing up after you guys kind of thing. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, you don't want to become a glorified mummy in, mm-hmm. um, in certain positions. Um, yeah, I'm going to come back to that because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm definitely thinking yeah, about cause that. Because it is really intriguing because like when we've had conversations and you ask my opinion on maybe on casting and stuff yeah. like that. And it's different because how I cast is different. Like you're talking about self-tapes and there's a whole conversation about if they actually are watching all the self-tapes. Yeah. When I've worked with casting directors, they send you a bunch of like, yeah. listen, they'll send you a bunch of self-tapes yeah, to yeah, watch. Yeah, hundreds. And for me, like sometimes as a producer, sometimes I don't always watch yeah. it. Yeah. Like sometimes a director will be very like, okay, thank you. I will make the decision. Or sometimes they'll come to you and say, oh, I want you to give you a creative input and I want you to watch it. So I will... I will watch all of them and then I'll make my notes about certain ones and you'll see they went with somebody else. I'm like, okay, well, wow. I thought this person was fine. I thought that person was fine. But I'm very different. I will start off with self-tapes to wither out the rubbish. Yeah. And then I will do, I like to do callbacks in person okay. to see how they are because I've had too much drama. Ooh. And I'll be very honest, some actors... Listen, oh, I've seen it. Don't worry. Listen, and they the the high maintenance, the diva ish yeah, behavior. It's so too much. I need to get your vibe. Yeah, I need to get your vibe as a person. Yeah. You could be the best person for the role, but if I'm getting a weird vibe, you're gone. You're off. Yeah, and then I need to see how your chemistry is going to be with because mm. the last few projects that I have done, I've already had the main cast members already casted, mm. so I'm able to do a chemistry read with you and them straight away, as, as and that even ready. further determines how the casting process is going to be. Yeah. And for how my projects usually have been, I've basically essentially been the showrunner. So the director's working with me to fulfill my vision. Oh, so okay. so we're, we're, we're in that same boat together yeah. because they're not coming in to like take over when I've like, 
interviewed the director and I said, this is what I want. Can you do it? If you don't get it, then, okay, I'm on to the next. Okay. That's how it's tend to have been. And so this is why a lot of people say I should direct again, but it's like, oh, I don't know yet. But <laughs> talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, so that's essentially why it's different for me. Mm. So it's just like when you're talking about an actor's CV, like a lot of people... We'll look at actors' CV and they want to see that, oh, your credits are this and that or whatever. Mm. For me, it's like, okay, oh, cool, you've done that. For maybe in like a bigger space where they are casting and looking and they just feel like, okay, it's easier for me to cast somebody who's done this, then cool. Mm. You mm. can do that. But for mm. me, it doesn't bother, it doesn't matter because, okay, if it's been on ITV, I don't know if that was an extra role or supporting this, artist role yeah you know i don't know that but i'm looking directly at your show role, what can you do and sometimes i don't sit through i don't watch a show role in its full entirety yeah i will skip through so i'm like okay i will look at your first scene ish and i'm like okay i see a little bit then i'll jump to another bit then i jump to another bit. if it's five minutes i don't have time to watch five minutes i'm trying to get through to see are you worth me sending you the spec script for you to do it i need to see what points is to see okay do you remind me of this character or oh, i can see you playing it or if not how's your performance level okay it's looking a bit shaky there or it's like okay i see the strong parts there and stuff like that and i always try to challenge actors they always do the usual tropes of like oh american and country mm, and southern i'm like yeah. let me see you do a french accent mm, let me see you do a european accent yeah. or you know, learn actual different Caribbean accents. And not mm. everyone is trying to be Jamaican. And you lot can't do that most of the time anyway. Ooh, <laughs> okay. Talk about that. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Like, learn the different cult like accents because there's certain writers who especially black writers where they've written specific stories which are personal to them yeah and it's after their culture where they're yeah. not jamaican and they can't get it and haven't yeah. been able to cast anybody because you don't know the dialect if you look at all different dialects and you'll see how a jamaican is different from a trini person yeah a jamaican is different from a bayesian person yeah somebody from british virgin islands barbados the list goes on yeah. so that's where i say like hone your skills like that that can open your your potentially it can open the door for more do you get what i'm saying yes you need to know the, all the different english ones of course because look black people are everywhere so you we need that representation outside of london as well so that's what i always want to try and and tell actors when they ask me that. And I always ask actors what you want to work on, what's the type of roles you want. But then you don't want to put yourself in a box as well. Yeah. Especially as black women in this country. Like, I'm still yeah. not... There's a lot coming, like, Rylane. Rylane's Rylane. very exciting. Yes, that's finally another black rom-com. It's crazy that we're still... We're only just seeing the like birth of that. Inch. In 2023, big, big 2023. it's ridiculous because that's why I always jokingly say like we're 40 years behind America because yeah. listen, their black rom-com started in the 80s for goodness sake or 70s oh, technically. It's been like 50, yeah. 50 years and only now in England. Yeah. And this is where, just like with the whole BAFTA thing recently where all the winners were white. Yeah. Yeah. This is what we're talking about. Yeah. This is what we're talking about. With a lot presenter. of yeah, whoops. <laughs> glorified. <laughs> but some people were trying to debate me online. They were saying that it's the production companies, it's the people who are voting for them and stuff like that. And that we need to create our own. We need to create our own. I said in a rebuttal to that, stop saying that. Mm. Because there's plenty of platforms and there's plenty of award shows which celebrate our own but they don't get the backing there's no yeah. budget there's yeah. no funding there's yeah. nothing so yeah. that's why they have to go to the BAFTAs the yeah. BAFTA is notoriety the BAFTAs will still 
raise your rate. Yeah. Me winning screen nation even though we love it yeah and it's great to be honored by your peers and especially black people mm. but that doesn't mean that my rate went up mm. that didn't open the doors for me to get an agent or for there to be discussions for me to have my show commissioned you get what i'm saying and it's yeah. the same with acting it's not this like unless you're in that space all the time it's not gonna be what it is so I'm really curious, sorry to like sidetrack here, no, no, but no, what fine. you said about awards, mm -hmm. I find really interesting. But So I'll ask you that in a minute, but actually mm -hmm. let me just finish this thought. It's really interesting what you've just said and it's taught me a lot about strategy because I will say this, that like, you know, you go to drama school, you do the thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, I obviously went to a, a, a more of an independent drama school, so maybe some of the things, there were things that I, I wasn't taught. But it's like, okay, you get your, your spotlight, you make sure that you've got like a sharp shirrell, uh, you've got a, a variety of scenes, great headshots, and then that's that. And I've always felt like I've got a blind spot. Mm -hmm. or I always feel like I want to fill blind spots. Mm -hmm. So what you're saying about like, hey, I have a French accent, <laughs> like mm -hmm. that's really useful. If you're going to do a, 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 an accent from the Caribbean, make sure that it's dialect specific. Because mm -hmm. um, there's, I, I can't quote, Quote how many Caribbean islands yeah. there are, but trust, there's a lot. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? And you never know what spice you can bring because you could be, they could look at your work and they could see like, oh, well, look at that. You know, they never thought of it like that. It's just like with Death in Paradise, they have every black person on Death in Paradise. Yeah. That, that, that drama TV show. Listen, yeah. And when I'm watching it, I'm like, what is this supposed to be? Like, like what is this accent supposed to be? Like, and you'll think this is good. Okay. <laughs> okay. When you're casting, mm -hmm. then, are you saying that, do you, do you filter it through mm -hmm. this? These are the characters that I'm looking for. I mean, I guess it's different, but I'm mm -hmm. curious about your specific experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you go, this, this scene in this reel mm -hmm. looks ex as close to what we're, what we're imagining, what I'm imagining as possible? Mm -hmm. Not necessarily of that scene, but more so essentially like, okay, your performance and how you're like delivering your lines, you know. Is this the, in a tape or in their reel? Tape or reel. Okay. Tape or reel. So like, if I'm going to look at your reel and then decide, okay, I want you to do a tape. Yeah. That's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for your performance wise. And if I feel like you can take direction well, and if you're going to be able to bring life to the character that's okay. what it is so then when you do do the tape it's like oh my gosh you are you could be it do you know what i mean yeah. you're you're like a high possibility do you yeah. know what i mean yeah. so that's what i'm that's what i tend to look for everyone's different it's just a different feeling for how people see different things some people may watch the whole thing and they're like hmm or maybe not or you also look at you know would they be able to take direction well because even sometimes when they've done a tape and it might be very specific. The last yeah. short film, the film that I just produced, you know, it was very specific. Like mm. what the director wanted. There were certain self-tapes for certain characters and um, one specific, particular one was very specific. It was just body language. It mm. was just body language and all performance would be in how you moved and your facial expression. Mm -hmm. And that's what she said she wanted and that's how she casted. There was no... There was no script, no dialogue at all. Wow. And so when she looked through it, she was like, okay, some got it, some didn't, and some I'd have to give loads of direction on, and we wouldn't have time to do that on the day. Is that pre-directed, that 
uh, is that pre-directed that yes what she wanted yes it was very specific okay, detail, yeah, okay, okay. of what she wanted so give the character description and then gave what she wanted you to do for the self-tape she didn't we didn't have the script at the time because it was a very yeah no, of course but sometimes you might just give a script but this wasn't it was very specific about what it was or so i've worked with you know seraphina yeah like when when we've um when we did talia versus it was very specific as well she had them um learn a monologue Mm-hmm. for different shows or plays and stuff and that's how she casted and they didn't read any of the script until they got casted and we were doing rehearsals and table oh, wow. so every person has their own way of doing things and that's how for them to see if they can envision you as playing the character that's so interesting mm-hmm. that's really interesting mm-hmm. also when you get because I'm really, I'm all often curious sometimes like a script will come mm-hmm. and then of course you have the character description or bio breakdown Mm -hmm. and then you have like a script but um there's always this converse there's sometimes a conversation like i'll be doing a self-tape with a friend Mm -hmm. and it'll be like okay you could take this this direction or Mm -hmm. that direction what feels closest and you don't have like the whole context because it's an excerpt right or it might not even be the script Mm -hmm. it might be something similar or maybe an energy Mm -hmm. that they're looking for Mm -hmm. but you can kind of get or you can kind of get stuck in mm-hmm. asking or thinking to yourself, what direction are they looking to go in? How specific, if I make this too specific, mm-hmm. is it going to lean away from what they're looking yeah. for? If I, yeah. So it's really and that's the catch 22 because it it's, it's hard because yeah. you won't know what they're looking for. But then sometimes you might watch a tape and it's like, oh, you've done that differently. I like the way you've done that. You know, so that's why I wouldn't go with what, the feeling is go yeah. with your gut and that always, makes sense to be honest you always have to like you just some, do that some people you say don't it's have cliche, any control over it no it's honestly, true honestly listen to that feeling yeah. any actors listening now listen to that feeling because you just never know yeah. like every job I've had in the industry or anything I'm like mm, I should listen to my gut because mm. that ended up being hell or do you get what I'm saying so you just have to listen to it and what's for you is for you what isn't isn't yeah so yeah, yeah sharpen the muscle of intuition exactly exactly yeah exactly what do you feel about award shows Mm -hmm. because i was reading something the other day and they were saying that there's something called an oscar Mm -hmm. curse quote unquote oh yes i've heard about this yeah so i was really curious about that because Mm -hmm. the article like listed like a few names and stuff like that and i was like yeah Mm -hmm. after this they didn't work and Mm -hmm. And so like yeah maybe it's a good thing and but then the thing is people look at like i'm saying to you about well i said it's very specific about who's winning and what and what direction it's winning so it's like okay if it's somebody behind the scenes like a writer director whatever whatever it doesn't tend to like okay they diminish their career because they're always going to get work for an actor it's different because you've reached that pinnacle moment of okay you've won the oscar so it's tends to be okay your career is going to take off even more now you're doing much but like Halle Berry she won her Oscar yeah she wasn't in any type of movies what was getting her back to the Oscar again yeah but why 
Who knows why? What was the direction of her career in her team? We don't, there's so many different factors mm. to that. There was some misses, what she did, like Catwoman was critically panned and now it's got a cult following now, that film. Yeah. And most films were flop, <laughs> that happens to them, yeah. you know, and stuff like that. I mean, what was the woman who won for Black Swan? Natalie Portman. Her, Natalie Portman. I mean, Black Swan is amazing. Oh my God, yeah. But her career, but, but then it's like, but it's always... The way how I look at it is how how do you define the success? Mm. Because if you're determining your success on what other people deem a success, then that's where you lose. That's the problem. So it's yes, like sure. Halle Berry could be fine with where her, she is in her career. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? She is already a legendary actress. She's the first woman of colour to win Best Actress at the Oscars. We just saw Michelle, Michelle Yeoh just win, hey, hey. win, and she's the second woman of colour 20, 20, what, 22 years or 21 years yeah. after Halle Berry did it. So it's wild. regardless of what people may think happened to Halle Berry's career, she's already <laughs> a legend yeah. because of what she achieved. So I just feel like when you determine your success based on what other people deem success, that's where you lose. I think when I'm talking about like what it does for your career, it's that's what we know as yeah. people in the industry, especially when you're trying to further your career. Yeah. Like, you know, you look at those awards as, okay, this is what the next step is, but when we get to that point, it's because we've already been given the opportunity to get there. Mm. So that's the notoriety of here's the success and here's all the hard work being paid off. Mm. If we're going to get an award now, which can open the door to get us a BAFTA, then that's the road to success, mm. you know, because essentially like a, and the BAFTA Oscar is the end goal. But then yeah. it's like, I was just saying this in my previous episode is like, as a creative, we tend to, always have more we want to go and achieve. So it's like, you may win the Oscar and then you may want to get an ego. You may want to do something else. There's always mm. something else that you're doing. So it's like, but at the same time, you can't get lost up in awards. No. no. It's more no. so like talking about like, okay, how are we getting the break? <laughs> yeah. How are we, where's our break in it? And that's, that's the problem. It's like, where's our break? Yeah. So even be in the room to have those conversations and stuff like that, because we see how the Oscars are playing in Angela Bassett's face twice now, right? So, right, so that is the thing. So she doesn't need the Oscar, but she deserved the Oscar yeah. because it's still, it's still number one. Yeah, and it's, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, that's what it is. That's, it's currency of yeah. power as and well. Mon- and, and it's how you get money paid. Is how you get and paid. this is what people keep saying. Yeah. Like, so, as much as it's, I'm probably like counteracting what I'm saying, but it's like, I understand the importance of it, but I understand why you can't go after that. Because, because it doesn't define you, but at the same time, you need to be in those spaces because that's what's going to get you paid your worth. Yeah. And so it's it's just such a thing. So that's why, like what I mentioned, where when black people or other people of colour are saying we need to create our own platforms, yes, we can do that and honour them, but... I'm telling you, if let you've got the NAACP Image Awards in America, which mm. is obviously the top tier black yeah. award show in America, which honors everyone who and gives them their dues. Yeah. But I'm probably I'm I you can't quote me because I don't know, but I'm I'm set probably right in thinking that them having an NAACP Image Award and not an Emmy is going to be the deciding factor on how much money they're getting paid. Potentially, and depending on who uh, the actor is, right? Because, depend, you know, because... It's like, who, who, who... 
who's considering what as exactly important exactly yeah. and that's the thing so yeah. it's just all we can sit here and debate all day yeah but it's interesting as, yeah. as that conversation is happening uh-huh. it's almost like there are people who are sitting down and uh-huh. determining value uh-huh. and worth yeah which is wild exactly because that's really what's at the mm-hmm. bottom of it really exactly yeah. well Olu we can sit here and talk oh for my ages, gosh we could. but I'm gonna wrap it up there because so this much I be... wanted to ask you and say like... it would be like two hours and yeah I, I mean people may enjoy that but that's a that's a whole mm-hmm. other thing maybe a part two or a live show or something <laughs> one day okay yeah and we still would have to be censored because you know people love to record these days (laughs) so what's new coming up with you because you're always busy doing something so what (laughs) what what's going on what what can you share okay so i have written a few things like Mm -hmm. over the years Mm -hmm. and it's really wild how heavily Mm -hmm. i had imposter syndrome like heavily Mm -hmm. and I was trying to go the routes that people were telling me, like, okay, apply for the BBC Writers' Room, something, mm-hmm. that, but because I came in to creative unconventionally, one, and two, I don't have money to ask people for favours, like, yeah, yeah, do you know what I mean? Course, like, pe- people have to live. Mm-hmm. So, my literal, like, mm-hmm. pinpoint this year is to uh, make at least, I mean, Mm. <laughs> one two three three of those okay okay one is like quite easy it's one person it's mm-hmm. movement based it's something that i wrote i'd like to have that made there's another one that i wrote it's from a personal life experience that i'd like to have made mm-hmm. and there's a script that i co-wrote with somebody mm-hmm. that i'd love to have made now of course those things aren't a walk in the park but it's um, goals and it's goals towards them. yes so, yeah. and as an actor i would <laughs> I'd I'd love to um I'd love to to work with more flesh in in characters mm-hmm. um and mm-hmm. that's like time span of projects and like mm-hmm. character mm-hmm. of project as well um I'd love to do that more because it's not to do with the like oh like on the CV da 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 but I just want to like swim in it mm-hmm. like I just want to like be deeply immersed in like Mm -hmm. a creation of a character and like Mm -hmm. seeing that through so yeah and you will and you will so where can people find you check out your show real so they can book you again and again (laughs) well actually i'm editing i edited a show reel Mm -hmm. i think i i sent it around for Mm -hmm. feedback it's like 15 minute show of self tapes i had done in the past Mm -hmm. because there are a lot of like show reel companies but (laughs) they are like 500 600 pounds and And not in this cost of living crisis so Mm. no so um, I I was told at one of those workshops that you mm. could put a couple of those together. So I'm re-editing to make That's it really much good. shorter than 15 minutes mm-hmm. um, to have something for like three minutes mm-hmm. or less, actually, which is really difficult. But yeah, <laughs> so I'm doing that at the moment, um, but I will put it up on my spotlight. Mm. I am on um, Olu Adeze on Instagram. <laughs> This feels so weird. <laughs> and the same on Twitter, even uh-huh. if I'm not as active on Twitter, but I should be mm-hmm. soon. And um yeah, like I love creative community. It's like something I'm really passionate about. So people should connect and let's all be great. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thanks Ollie for coming on. <laughs> yes, I have to have you back because there's more we can do. Part two, part three, trust. <laughs>
<laughs> well, thanks guys Thank for listening. You, so you can follow me all on my usual socials. You know them. There's a bunch of them. And stay tuned for new episodes coming soon.